Come to this. <laughs> we came so far, only to just do a complete 180 and go back. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> Clone Wars, man, it takes you on an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> we'll get into the uh, episode. How you doing? Good. How are you? Fine. Fine. I'm great. Doing fine. Wind out of the sails, man. I was feeling good last episode. We were riding high after last oh, episode. Oh, we were riding high. <laughs> I think we're just at a point whenever the word bombad appears in an episode <laughs> description or episode title that just throw up the white flag you know, take your medicine for 20 minutes and get through it. That's about all you can do. Well, before getting into the episode, yeah. uh, how's everything else going? You, you run into any more Noodles & Co. conflicts? Oh, no, I've been, I told you I'm never going back there. <laughs> never going back. <laughs> Ever. But, you know, it's Monday. I had a relaxing weekend. Uh, you know, just more reading and just being the old man that I've become. Yeah, what you reading? I've been stocking your Goodreads. You're burning through again. Eight books in January. Jesus. Yeah, but I've started to take notes on them because I cram so much reading in that I tend to forget things. Oh, so yeah. I started to take notes on all of my reading sessions. Um, so I finished If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, I read a Zizak book, which was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, and now I'm on to The Silmarillion by J.R.R. Tol- Tolkien. Excuse me. Which is basically like the uh, prelude to Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. It's basically how the world was created, the myth of it all. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to start reading Golden Compass. Well, eventually. Okay. There's many books to read. Many books to read. At the, but rate the pace going, I'm going, I'll get to it. <laughs> I know. So, how was the How was the Zizak book? It's pretty good. A couple Charles moments, and uh, <laughs> but at, a, at the same time. Uh, he references a guy by uh, name of Lakin, uh, Lakin, I believe it's called. That's kind of like his one of his main influences, and I don't know much about that guy. And then there's also, you know, it's a philosophy book, so there's a lot of stuff where it's just like, you know, okay, we're gonna reread that whole page again. Yeah, for, and we're gonna reread that page again. You know, for those uninitiated, how would you describe Zizek? A eccentric <laughs> intellectual. I'll just say an eccentric intellectual. He, he looks a, like a guy that would be driving a cab in New York City. And he, he is a uh, Slovenian communist. Is that what he classifies himself as? Uh, I, I guess you could say he's a Marxist, but, I, you know, um, he more of us subscribes to Hegel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a philosopher that came before Marx. The best um, description I've heard of him uh, was someone described him as a homeless raccoon. <laughs> that looks like that looks like he's lived in a dumpster for the whole last few years. It's like a guy that you would see passed out on a public bus that all of a sudden comes to and just spouts some sort of very deep insight, <laughs> some very deep insight into society, and then passes back out. But all of his insights seem to be right on the money. He, yeah, I mean, he's spot on. Like, out of anybody, like if you want to, I, I, you know, the term public. 
intellectual, you know, it's such a yeah, thrown yeah, around yeah. term, but the guy gets it. Like well, he he gets it. He just does. It's just hilarious looking at if you go back and you look at him debating the video of him debating Jordan Peterson oh, is hilarious because it's exactly the opposite. Like Peterson's a pseudo intellectual who's an idiot but dresses the part. <laughs> it's like if you or I tried to pretend like if we worked if we worked for like six months to like perfect the intellectual the intellectual get up, you know, that we would be like a Jordan Peterson. We would be like, well, you know, we that's what we would be. I think anybody <laughs> yes. of like a medium intelligence could probably fake a Jordan Peterson level of intellect. But Slavo shows up and he looks like he just got out of the port authority <laughs> and he's able to completely hold him to the coals. Yeah, I mean the guy looks like he works down at the docks. Like it's great. Like he's it's fantastic. Just, um yeah, but that debate, or was it a debate or whatever it was? I've I've yeah. seen I've seen clips of it. Like Peterson readily admits that he hasn't read any marks and he like hasn't even like the last time he read even the Communist Manifesto, which is just, it's just like the most basic marks, was like thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah. So he's just saying, like, I don't know anything about this. Nothing. He knows nothing. And like he readily admits it. Like, I haven't read it in 30 years. Yeah. He's read nothing in 30 years by Marx. So it's maybe like maybe you wanted to debate a Marxist. <laughs> maybe you wanted to brush up before you got into the ring with Slavo. Ugh, I should probably watch the whole thing. Uh, but I I don't know. I just never have gotten around to it. Anyways, uh, so that was my weekend. How was yours? What'd you do? Pretty good. Looked at a couple of houses. Housing market is insane. It's crazy. We've looked at, oh God, I'd say like 15 houses and there've been like three or four that we've been like seriously interested in and like they will go on the market and we will see them that morning and then and by late afternoon, they'll be gone. Like it's, yeah. it's absolutely insane. So I don't know. We're still going like, yeah, to look, they're, we're going to look as they come up, but we're definitely kind of like taking a step back. Yeah. I mean, until you're really ready to make the purchase with the way the market is, you kind of don't fall in love with one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. There is you one. Just wait till it inevitably collapses and then just prey on it like a vulture. Yeah. that And that's another possibility too. And with, I guess when Biden was on the campaign trail, he kept like throwing out some plan of his where he was going to have some kind of like first home buyer assistance where you'd be able to like, use the tax credit up front towards the down payment. So See if, if he goes through, if he does that, that would be huge for us. That'd be an executive order. I I'm assuming, cause that's apparently the only way thing, only way you can get stuff passed now. I'm still waiting for him to just drop the student loan hammer, but I don't oh, think that's going to be, I got my fingers crossed. Soon. Yeah. I don't know. I got some pretty good. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I, I'm not without without that. I mean, just Bree and I. I mean, we're both we both make decent enough money, and we're both in our you know mid early thirties. It's like we should be able to qualify for something fairly decent, but we both have a huge amount of student loan debt. So it's like if you remove that, it's like all of a sudden we're going to be able to qualify for a lot more. Yeah, I can't even tell you like the weight off my shoulders. If that got kicked out, like it would just be, I'd be free, man. I mean, I'd oh, have yeah. the house, but I would just feel free as a bird, man. But well, now, I, 
you know. Of course, they're like they're whittling it down. Like it started off as like fifty, I think fifty grand was the first number that kept getting thrown around, and like last I heard, it was down to like ten. And like ten would be great. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I'll it's, take it. Yeah, but I mean, that, it's, it's not going to change not my gonna life. Have the effect that yeah. even like thirty would have. Isn't all that like? All of that student loan debt, isn't that all pushed back by taxes by like 40, 50 years or something like mm-hmm. that? Like it's, 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 it's tech to like give it back to us. Fuck you. Give it back. <laughs> Come on. I mean, for all the fucking breaks they've given just like corporations and the rich, it's like, just fucking throw us a fucking bone, a massive bone once, just once. <laughs> I'm just imagining the one lister that we have that's borderline libertarian that just immediately turned this thing off. <laughs> like if the Slavo Zizek didn't get to him, it was like this conversation. Oh God. Right yeah, I mean, geez, yeah. They're they're having a stroke right now. <laughs> what if it's all twelve of our listeners are big time libertarians and we're just <laughs> Turning them off every week, and that's why our that's why our our unique listeners have gone down. <laughs> what if what if Jordan Peterson was actually one of our one of our listeners, oh, and he was just about to tweet about the show? <laughs> damn it! Christmas <laughs> day. I'm not going to challenge these guys in the marketplace of ideas. Oh, oh God! That I just saw Dave Rubin's face when you said that. <laughs> Ugh, that guy's being a dumbass every day of the week. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, housing market. Maybe wait till it collapses. Crazy. So it yeah, it's a wild and it's a wacky time out there. Wacky. <laughs> it's crazy. Every day is Crispin's day. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that sounds like paying dividends. No, that's pretty much it. Do we even want to talk about this episode? I mean, are we sure? It's going to be a quick episode, I think. Okay, so I started doing bullet points because you told me to bullet points, and this is the most notes I've ever had. Um, <laughs> anyways, let's just get into it. How about we just get into it and get this? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Chris Bunn's day. Chris Bunn's day. Hooray! The Gungan General. Oh, it, we have been waiting for this one. I had this circled. I had this circled <laughs> months back. <laughs> months back. Um, yeah, the Gungan General. So, without giving too much away, this episode sucked. Um, it was bad. It was, it was a rough bad. one. It was a bad one. Um, so, anyways, um, the Gungan General, episode... Uh, what episode number is this of season one? Uh, it we need is... to make sure to tell them these accurate episodes. They know to skip it. Oh, yeah. It's uh, episode 12. Original air date, January 9th, 2009. January 9th, 2009. A dark day in history. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't know. So comparing it to Bombad Jedi. like well, it's better you... than that. Yeah. I mean, but... <laughs> I completely agree because I believe you called you referred to Bombad Jedi as the 9-11 of TV <laughs> shows. It was. <laughs> yeah. 
slightly. This is slightly less. Um, so this would be like the USS Cole of TV shows or something like yeah. that. Um, yeah, I would say I'd say that's an accurate representation. Uh, not to downplay that, but yes, um, <laughs> it was something that didn't quite shake the nation in the same way, but it was still a horrendous affair. <laughs> something that we both had to suffer through like the first thing we see from the announcer when they're doing the announcer intro and they're describing what's going on the first thing we see is this <laughs> they show us a little clip of the slide and <laughs> after that it's all downhill um <laughs> you know it's bad when Fuck. the recap is part of the highlight yeah, like the recap was probably the peak. Um, anyways, we'll, we'll get into it. So Anakin and Obi-Wan wake up in a cell. Now, they were switching the drinks. So there that, was, was, that, was, that was my first note. Like, I don't they, know what the fuck they happened. They switched the drinks at the end of the last episode to make because they knew they were getting drugged. And then I said, oh, well, maybe they drugged all four because they planned ahead or whatever. But no, the the bar. I distinctly remember the bartender spiking two drinks, and it was the two drinks that they definitely did not take a sip out of. Yeah. So what the fuck was that? Yeah, no clue. So <laughs> you know, right? It makes right no sense, and they never explain it. Oh, this episode sucks. Yeah, it was um, bad. I'm already yelling about it. We're literally ten <laughs> seconds into it, <laughs> and they wake up in a cell. So they wake up and. We were obviously drugged, and all of a sudden, a voice comes to them, and it is Count Dooku. They are bound together by an energy rope with Count Dooku. They're sharing a cell with their mortal enemy. Um, I also, I love the, I do love the fact that, like, in the last episode when Dooku's restrained, he's in the, uh, the, like, ray shield cuffs, like, floating yeah. in the middle of a cell, and this episode just... With no explanation. <laughs> it's let's like throw them together. Yeah, let's throw the three. Rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's throw the let's throw the three most powerful people on this planet in a cell together with an energy rope. It <laughs> looks like by the way, does nothing. <laughs> it, it looks like a set of rope lights that you would get at Spencer's gifts, like circa two thousand seven. Like I remember yes. people in high school like decorating. Their rooms with things that now is being used to bind Jedi to Siths. Think of like the bracelets you see at a, a rave or something. You know, yeah. like <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. So, um, in, so I really don't want because I've the whole point of this podcast is I know that you will like the Clone Wars, and the whole point of this podcast is get, getting you to watch the Clone Wars. So I don't want this to turn into us just bashing every single episode but we haven't bashed every single episode after though. this episode it was like so hard to like come up with shit to talk about that's not bashing it well i mean if the episode sucks the episode sucks and we're gonna bash it that's like, true bombad jedi deserved to be bashed it sucked um you know downfall of a droid sucked it deserved <laughs> to be bashed episodes that have been good we've pointed out some stuff in them that were kind of stupid but generally we're pretty hyped about him. So, sorry this episode sucked. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if you're, like, listening to this and you're expecting, like, a complete fanboy experience where fucking the Star Wars universe can do no harm, 
Like, sorry, oh, no. this is not the podcast for you. Like, no, we're no, no, going no, no, to no. criticize things that are garbage, and this is garbage. I mean, just the massive plot hole. Uh, you know, it's that is, and it's we, the first thing you see is a massive plot hole. We are literally twenty seconds into this episode, <laughs> and we've already ripped it for five minutes. Okay. <laughs> So they're in a cell with Dooku. They're bound together by an energy robe. These these Wayoan pirates are clearly geniuses. Um, <laughs> and then Anakin gets super mad at Dooku for no apparent reason. Dooku says like one word and Anakin is already just like his blood is just instantly boiling. Well, like, oh yeah, this guy's level-headed. Good well, things are going to come from this guy. In Anakin's defense, I mean, he did cut his arm off, so... Yeah, I mean, but still, I mean, this guy... <laughs> Obi-Wan is just kind of like, eh, you know, he kicks my ass all the time, whatever. And Obi-Wan is just... He loves this shit. He's a massive troll. Obi-Wan is just a massive troll. He just mocks everyone. I love him. He's got this smug sense of superiority to everybody, but it's still very disarming and welcoming, and he's still just lovable. I love it. <laughs> like, Obi-Wan he knows he is just... He knows he's, he's a better person. That's he spreads it. it out so evenly, too, between Anakin oh, yeah. and Dooku. The butter is not spread thin. He piles <laughs> it on both loaves, all right? Um, so, yeah, they wake up in a cell with Dooku, whatever. Uh, Anakin's getting mad at him. We then cut to our old friend Hondo. He's the Wayoan pirate leader. And he's with um, a new pirate dude. I guess probably his, second in, his first in command. Or second in, the second in command to him. Um, and this pirate dude... Sounds like full on Australian, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. whereas Hondo does have that unique accent that you can't really make out what it's supposed to be. So um, you, you remarked on that. So I did pay attention to it a little more this episode. And yeah, he sounds completely different than all the other way Owens is his own unique voice. So another point that another thing that this episode kind of showcased, like voice acting as a whole like at first, like people who are like uninitiated think like, oh my God, that would be the best job in the world. You just show up, barely try. You just talk into a microphone and they record, you like read lines off of a page. They animate it. It's got to be the easiest job in the world. There is no better proof than this episode that like there are good voice actors and there are bad voice actors because the dude that voices Hondo is a pro. And I don't know if you picked up on this, but oh, I, our, we'll talk about it. We'll talk. But about when it. our good friend Jar Jar shows up, it is not voiced by Ahmed Best. Yeah, and we'll talk about it. Uh, okay, it, was, it like floored me immediately. <laughs> um, so uh, we get the pirate dude. We'll call him Pirate Dude, Australian Pirate Dude, talking with Hondo. So um, his name is Turk Falso. Turk Falso. I never heard his name in the whole episode, so I just called him Australian Pirate Dude. <laughs> um, okay, so Turk Falso is talking with Hondo, and they're discussing the plans for the Jedi and the Sith. The, the plan here, at least on Hondo's perspective, is to collect a ransom for both. Um, this is clearly a financial transaction for him. He wants to make some monies. Um, but last episode, they made such a big deal about like just ransoming Dooku, making a deal with the with the Republic because they're in even early in the episode. He talks to Turk and he's like, no, ransom, ransoming off Dooku to the separatists. They would just send their army. So what's the point? And yeah, I. Yeah, so, but his plan is we're going to ransom 
I don't get it. They're going to ransom Dooku off to the Republic, and then they're going to demand money from the Republic for the Jedi to get the Jedi back. And it's like, well, they're going to see right away that they can't even... yeah, we'd like to speak with our Jedi's before the transactions. Like, oh, they're locked up with Dooku because we're going to try to get more money out of you. Like, I don't understand this plan. I don't get it. Like, you should have called them. Like, oh, by the way, we got your Jedi. So you're the, the price just went double. Instead of one million, we want two million dollars in spice or whatever the hell it is. Um, so very strange. But it's clear that he is treating this as a, a financial transaction. He has no real intentions of harming them. Yeah, no, he's an opportunist. He's yeah, just he's trying opportunist. to. Trying to get money. Um, but then we get pirate guy. He's partnering with another pirate guy. So uh, what is his name? Turk? Turk. Turk is pirate. Turk is partnering with another pirate guy. And they're planning to actually jack the spice and run off with it. Okay. So we are quick. <laughs> you doing okay? Yeah. Um, okay. So we're in Palpatine's office. And Jar Jar Binks and Senator Karras are on a hollow call with Emperor Palpatine. Jar Jar jumps in, says something stupid. I don't know. My eyes briefly rolled into the back of my head as soon as I heard his voice. Um, and he is immediately dismissed by Palpatine. And Palpatine focuses on speaking with Karos about the transaction. Um, so Senator Karos, he's like a three-eye horse species guy. Um, yeah, you've seen species, them throughout the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Species is, I think it's called Gran. Gran. Okay. My favorite Gran of all time is the pod racer that eats it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. His voice is really rough. Like, you can tell that Senator Karras is tired and ready to die. Um, well, <laughs> and I think he's an old man. You can tell he's an old man. Even he mentions the fact that he's, like, been on a bunch of these missions before. And, yeah. like, he even makes points that he's, like, exhausted. Yeah, and he's like, the, the only times I've... The last time I went on a mission like this, I ended up in a prison cell for three days or something yeah. like that. So he knows that this stuff is kind of bullshit. Um, so, uh, the Republican transport then takes off, um, and we get a quick scene of them. They're preparing to land and God. Okay. So basically (laughs) when the transport is about to land, they tell everybody to get seated for, you know, you buckle your seatbelt when you're going to land on an airplane. So they have these like harnesses, um, in these chairs and mind you, there's like 50 of them in this cargo bay. There's a ton of empty harnesses to sit down in and, and put upon yourself. Um, they kind of like, reminded me of uh, a roller coaster. Yeah, um, I was just going to say your shoulders you, and they hold you down. If you've ever been to a Six Flags, you know exactly yeah. what these are. Any ride where you go upside down, down, it's that the harness that goes over to your shoulders and locks in in your crotch. Um, so that's what they they got in the Republic Transport. So everybody's got to get you know as they're preparing to land, it's going to be a rough landing. So they tell them to go move in your seat and put your harness on. Um, so Jar Jar is sitting there like pulling endlessly on this harness that is stuck. And he's like falling all over the place. He can't get it on. And I'm looking around there. I'm like, okay, there's like 18 other harnesses that you could be pulling on, you dumbass. <laughs> like he could just, any, he could move over one seat either way. There's just tons of empty harnesses for him to try. And Karos is like, Jar Jar, sit down. You can tell he's just like hates this dude. Well, he's just like, sit down. You need to get your harness on. Also, anyone that's been to Six Flags knows like you need to have an attendant come around and double check each one to make sure it's securely fastened. So that's what yes. they were missing in that ship. Clearly, it, one of the clones, <laughs> one of the clones was not doing his job and should have should have really attended to Mister Binks and assisted him with getting the harness on. Regardless, there was like twenty harnesses that Jar Jar could have used outside of the one that was fucking stuck. 
The guy is a dumbass. I fucking hate him. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> so all of a sudden, the Republic transport is under attack. And who's attacking them? But the other pirate dude, the one that's going to jack the spice and run off with it. He's an opportunist, just like Hondo is an opportunist. Um, he's attacking them in the cool saucer ship, which was one of the highlights of the episode. We got to see the cool saucer ship. I like, do like those saucer ships. They're, they're sexy. They're the Porsches of ships. They're lovely. <laughs> um, and Jar Jar, of course, never got secured. So if the if the landing was going to be rough before, when you're getting shot with lasers, um, it's going to be even more rough. So Jar Jar is just like tripping and falling all over the place. That's what he does. Jar Jar just falls everywhere. Why would anyone bring him? Why would he be assigned to this ever? Why? That's, Why? That was literally my next note was how does he keep getting these assignments that are like life and death, super important missions? Like, I would not trust this guy. On. I would not trust this guy to fucking wash my car. Like, it's I would insane. not trust him to do anything. Ugh. So he's falling all over the place. It's like a fucking jackass. <laughs> and. He hits like this cockpit exit button on accident, and one of the clones, like the co-pilot, falls down into the cargo bay. So, and Jar Jar is then like, he's like, Jar Jar, what are you doing? Jar Jar, what are you doing? Sorry, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say that's like, so one so if I have to like polish this turd anymore to like find good things, by all means, try to polish it. Design wise, I think it's a pretty cool effect to have the cockpit of the ship have seats that lower into whatever you would call that area where all the rest of the people are in the ship. And then there's a simple like up down button to get the pilot up and down into the cockpit was the co-pilot, the main pilot stayed right. There. I don't know but I'm assuming it's a similar mechanic that like probably rises and lowers both of them. But yes, very flawed to have. Yeah, <laughs> to like have a button that's you know it's but yeah. it's nice for the pilots to have those buttons. You know, like when you're on a long flight cross seas, you can drop down, you can flirt with some of the stewardesses, you can go back up when it's time. You know, you put it on autopilot and just you do your thing. It's very it's very convenient. Well, I like for the watching. Pilot. I like see, I like seeing how the mechanics work in certain ships in the Star Wars universe. So sure. So Jar Jar falls around and hits this up-down button on the cockpit, one of the cockpit seats, the co-pilot seat. So the co-pilot comes down and is like, what the hell? How did you, why? What are you doing? And Jar Jar like falls on his lap and then hits the button again and goes up with him into the cockpit. So in this small little cockpit, we have the the main pilot that's in the front. Then we have the co-pilots in the back and he's got Jar Jar on his fucking lap. And he's like, you have to get out of here. Get out of here. You have to get out of here. So... Finally, he, you know, he hits the button down and Jar Jar gets out of there. He goes back up all this time. Like the ship has been hit and it's like burning from one of the engines. So it's about to crash. Um, Senator Karos gets out of his out of his safety harness and he grabs Jar Jar, throws him into a chair and puts him in the harness. So he's basically like Jar Jar Binks's father or something. And Jar Jar yeah, he's his handler. <laughs> and then he gets back in his seat. And I don't know if he didn't. It looked like he got the harness back on in time, but they crash. And then you see Karos get thrown from his seat. So he must have not had it locked in. It looked like his harness broke. There was a, a there was a short animation where like it looks like something like sparked close to his shoulder and the harness like broke and he fell out of his seat. Yeah. It, it's tough to tell because he was just out of the harness. So 
did that harness get damaged when he took it off? Who knows? Um, but it seemed to be working before he had to get out of it and get Jar Jar into his seat. Um, so anyways, the ship crashes, and the last thing you see is Carlos being ejected from his seat. Um, we get back to the cell. Um, cell guard, just somebody who's sitting out there. They were eating a dinner, um, I guess. And they left their dinner plate there with a knife. Um, love- Dooku sees in this. The, in the Star Wars universe, with all of the technology... Dude, this is so, so using stupid. exactly the same steak knives that the rest of us do. Yeah. And so Dooku sees that he has left out this knife and the food. And Dooku stands up and starts using the force to pull the knife over. Um, now, the problem I have with this is I was under the impression when they're locked up here that they kind of, I don't know, that these these energy things that they had on them kind of diminished at least their force abilities, but Duke is having no problem pulling shit. And I'm just like, you could get whatever, whatever. It's so it's just stupid. Like they could have escaped a million times, which they do, but I doubt this is what the case may be, but you could argue that, well, they're pirates. They're scrappy. They maybe not, they don't have the resources of the separatists or the Republic. So maybe they only have one of those weird Ray shield holder things. And so they don't have another two to keep the Jedi's in the same cell. With what Dooku. about the one in the bar later? Oh, that holds two. That's a good point. That's a good point. I See, the episode is just—it's just Swiss cheese, man. This episode is, is Swiss cheese, fraught with errors. Yes. So, anyways, Dooku force pulls uh, a knife over, and he puts now <laughs> he uses the knife to open the cell, but it's not like he had to jerry rig it or anything, or kind of like mess with it at all, like kind of move it around and get, you know. With the lock, it, it literally, the knife fit perfectly into the lock and just opened. Like, it just well, fit perfectly. Like, the knife is apparently the key for the lock. Well, and if we want to get, like, super nitpicky here, like, the knife... But we would, do. Using the knife to pick the lock would indicate that it's a mechanical lock, which you just need to, like, pick it and turn the, like, the, the pan barrels. The mechanism, like, yeah. So... It would have. Why the fuck couldn't they just use the force to turn the lock mechanism itself? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Or, I don't know, just destroy the entire fucking door. (laughs) Just push the fucking door. I mean, they've been lifting just the last episode, they're lifting five ton boulders and saving themselves. It's very true. I'm pretty sure they could open a fucking door on a way Owen fucking outpost. Um,. So, yeah, um, they have escaped, though, thanks to Dooku's ingenuity. Um, We get to the wreckage of the ship, and this is where I noted, like, Jar Jar's voice is noticeably different. Yes. (laughs) Yep. And this is exactly what I wrote it down to. It's different. And I even rewound to the start of the episode, and it's different than it was at the start of the episode. He had a more Ahmed Best-style Jar Jar voice at the start of the episode, like in The Hollow. Well, when I don't know if they like, recorded out, out of order or what the case may be, but it's noticeably different. Like, it's deeper, and it, I don't, it's not Jar Jar Binks. Like, it's not it's like, Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best, <laughs> as much as people rag on Jar Jar Binks as a character, Ahmed Best brings something to the character that without him, I don't know what it is. 
I don't know what he brings to the character point at that point, but he elevates it to a certain like standard. Like, yeah, he's a moron and he messes everything up, but like, but he is Jar Jar Binks. Like some reason Jar Jar. Yeah. Like he has a tone where it's believable as a character. And it feels like this guy is just like kind of phoning it in. And it's like, God, it's like, they didn't even try to find somebody that sounded (laughs) remotely like him. It's like, they just picked like a studio grip and it's like, Hey Al, get in there and do Jar Jar, your Jar Jar Binks impression. Well, you do know that that's exactly what happened with general Grievous, right? What? They just picked some guy out of the studio and had (laughs) general Grievous was supposed to be voiced by Gary Oldman. And I can't the remember. Clone Wars series or in the movies? In the movies. Okay, I was about like to when say. General Grievous <laughs> was suppo- when General Grievous was, when they were doing the voice work for General Grievous in Revenge of the Sith, Gary Oldman was supposed to get the part. And I can't remember how far he got into the process, but eventually it was just some like sound guy that was there. And I don't know if he was just like reading lines to like match up with people. But I think it was Lucas who was just like, oh, that guy's good. And they, like, they just let Gary Oldman go. Good God. <laughs> no. he, is such, he is such a mysterious fucking guy. But and, and, and so the same guy that voiced Grievous in Revenge of the Sith voices Grievous in the Clone Wars. And he also voices all of the other battle droids. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So he's a jack of all trades. Oh, yeah. The Swiss Army Knife of the week. We got to really do that. Like, I love Gary Oldman. I wonder what he would have done with, like, that character. Be interesting. I don't know. Lucas is just a weird guy, man. He just... He's he's so strange. He changes major things on just a whim or just because it's easier to do. Like, the the Sifo-Dyas thing. Or it's just like... Somebody... Some guy typoed it in wrong (laughs) in the script. He's just like, oh, we'll go with that. That's fine. It's supposed to be Sidious, you fuck. Ah! God. I kind of like I'm really hoping that you know we all have the fantasy once we die and we get to wherever it is we're going we'll be able to ask questions and like finally get answers to the shit that was going on in our lives. One of the things I'm hoping to hear is oh no 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 George Lucas he just he became a billionaire and he doesn't give a shit what anyone thinks and he's just doing all of this stuff to troll everybody. And it's like I I hope that's the explanation because it's the only thing that I could respect. Yeah. Or like maybe he was in some sort of like a horse riding accident in between 1983 <laughs> and 1999. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a thought. Anyways. Um, so yeah, Jar Jar's voice is completely different here. It's Oh, it's- and, and Jar Jar is wearing his, uh, his Gungan formals. <laughs> his tie. Which He's saved his, his ass, tie. by the way. <laughs> Anyways, it is confirmed that Karos died in the crash. Um, and Jar Jar fucking buries him on this planet. Not only Karos, though. The two pilots also bit it, too. <laughs> and Jar Jar... Everyone died because of Jar Jar. Jar Jar is 100% responsible for at least At least the deaths. pilots. At least, At least the pilots. Deaths. The pilots. Like, we don't know. And General Karras. We like, don't know if Karras's harness would have failed, but he did. He did have to get out of it to save Jar Jar's ass. Really, but he and, did, he's responsible for the crash. He, he is. 
He, if they were trying to, they were, they, the reason they got shot is because Jar Jar was up in the cockpit humping them. He would have been court-martialed so fast in any other universe. Ugh. So anyways, Jar Jar, he buries them there. He just buries them under rocks. And it's like, (laughs) I don't have an issue. I, I have an issue with it. Later on, I have an issue with it. Like you're, anyways, we'll get to that though. Um, maybe they picked him up on the way out. I don't know. I don't think they did, though. I think they just left these bodies there. Like, do they not have fam? Like, Karos, does he not have a family and children? Like, would they not want? Anyways, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's that's what was on Jar. Like, this is the most elaborate thing Jar Jar has done too. Like, this should be Jar Jar's job. Like, (laughs) just burying the people, (laughs) burying burying people (laughs) under piles of rocks. Like, it's the only thing he's good at. But how much time did he take to fucking do that, too? Okay, we got to move on, dude. We got to get moving here. Holy (laughs) shit. Um, uh, So the Aussie pirates, you know, they know that they, they, you know, they crashed in the desert and they're off on speeders to go retrieve the spice. The, the, uh, the, the the betrayer way Owens are off to retrieve the spice. Um, We then get to Dooku, Anakin and Obi-Wan sneaking around Um, that little pet rat. What's his name again? Oh yeah, um, uh, he doesn't have a name, but the species. Jar Jar, uh, uh, yeah. Um, oh god, one sec, I'll find it. Jabba's pet, basically, he's like a red Jabba's pet. Um, he's the little Muppet-looking thing. Yeah, he's he's a uh, uh, Hondo's parrot guy. Yeah, Hondo's parrot thing, and he alerts the way Owens to their escape. Um, while you look, cocaine monkey lizard. That's yep. the cocaine monkey lizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe we forgot that. Um, just rolls off the tongue. So he sees them trying to escape and he alerts the way Owens to their escape. So next thing you know, they're back in their holding cell. Um, they're like, they're like 10 way Owens, like cut them yeah. off. Yep. Thanks. And they all have guns. And I have issues with this too, because later in the episode, sorry, like but whatever, we'll get to it. There's a lot I have issues with here. <laughs> um, so then they're back in their cell, and I remarked, I don't remember what he said, because I, I tried to take less notes for this episode, so I just said Anakin is getting really annoying. Um, Hondo is in there talking to him. He says, hey, I don't want to kill you. Hopefully we can be friends after we collect your ransom, blah, blah, blah. He says that to the Jedi. Um, so yeah, anyways, Jar Jar, we get in burying the senator under a pile of rocks. <laughs> I guess he we gave, got to that a little gives- sooner. Jar Jar gives an impassioned eulogy and he like starts getting choked up and it's like you've known yeah, this guy for like emotional hours. Yeah, and this guy fucking hated you, by the way. <laughs> he should give an impassioned eulogy though because he sacrificed his fucking life for this dumbass. It makes me wonder like what if this is a story arc that they just never show in any of the Star Wars like shows or anything, which is like what if that senator was a senator that was like brought up on corruption charges and like the punishment (laughs) for all corruption is just going on missions missions with Jar Jar. (laughs) I know. You know what I want to see is I want to see like Jar Jar returning to Coruscant and going to this guy's house and telling his family, (laughs) (laughs) telling his family, like I have bad news. Showing up with a folded up triangle flag at the front door. (laughs) You said dad died. (laughs) (laughs) Just so stupid. Um, so there's some geysers all around. It's kind of like a desert area. There's geysers all around. There's kind of like acid falling from these geysers, like a little trickle of acid. And one of them is about to blow. Um, so 
that 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 comes into play here in a little bit. Uh, we get Obi Wan. My okay. Then we get back to the cell. There's a lot of jumping here. Like they could take these one scenes, and they could have accomplished a lot more with them, or at least you know not cut. There's a lot of cuts. Um, or they could just not broadcast this episode. That's another thing they could. <laughs> like they literally. I think I would have been. It would have been better if they just said, "Ah, oh, fuck it." You know, like <laughs> nobody will remember that we had Dooku captured. You know, nah, fuck it. Um, we're back at the cell, and Obi Wan is now mind tricking away Owen, and um, the way Owen just completely goes for it and just lets him out of the cell, which is just oh, like, why? Why were they doing this the whole time, all the time? Also, the way that Obi Wan mind tricks him is basically telling the dude just go on a bender. Yeah, he's like, you go get drunk and drink yourself into a stupor. Like, hopefully, you die of alcohol poisoning, you filthy fucking pirate. Um. Dooku kind of also remarks like, oh, very good, Obi-Wan. It's like, why didn't you think of it? Like, you got all, you're like the most powerful one here. And the best you came up with is fucking use a knife key. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we get back to the wreckage then after that quick little scene with Obi-Wan mind tricking away Owen. Um, And all the speeders approach the wreckage. They circle around the clones. There's a firefight. I love one of the clones is like, there's no good, there's no good cover here. It's like, no shit, you're circled in the middle of the <laughs> desert. Yeah, there's no the only cover you have is Jar Jar's stupid fucking grave. Like <laughs> uh, so, anyways, they all circle the clones. There's a firefight. Jar Jar is running around and like cawing like an asshole, like, ah, ah! well, that's and, the only um, thing he can do. He can't, he's yeah. never done anything else. So uh they they somehow retreat. Jar Jar says, follow me. And they, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll follow Jar Jar. Uh, it should be remarked that Jar Jar was confirmed to be the highest ranking person there because he's representative <laughs> things. Yeah. So he is technically in charge of this troop. Um, pirates, once they retreat, the pirates just take off the spice with them speeders. They're not interested in killing them. They just want the spice. Um, and then we get Jar Jar and the clones. Jar Jar led them to like this little sand pit. Um, Jar Jar knows it's safe because the beasties are nearby. And the beasties are these rhino looking yeah, yeah, you know, indigenous wildlife, and um, they're a Star Wars rhino knockoff. Yeah, they're basically rhino. And he says, "When the beasties run, we know it's time to leave too, because of the acid that's impending in this geyser." Um, so the beasties start to run. Um, clones and Jar Jar then take cover in the ship wreckage, um, and then the clones and Jar Jar are discussing, "Oh, what are we going to do?" Blah blah blah. And Jar Jar's like, "Oh, I, Misa have an idea." And sure enough, I mean, you you can guess what the idea is: how to catch up with speeders. Um, but they don't give us that payoff right away. They make you wit with, sit with that juicy nugget for a little bit. Um, so we get back to oh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Dooku. They're sneaking around some more. Um, Anakin starts calling Dooku elderly to like mock him. It's like, motherfucker, this dude, <laughs> this dude cut your arm off and does like flips and shit. Like, yeah, that's reflecting poorly on you making fun of him for how old he is. Yeah, and Dooku says like he would kill you now if you didn't have to drag their bodies around. Um, which, and honestly, I'd be fine with him killing Anakin. I've made no bones about it. I think Anakin sucks and sorry, he sucks. Uh, I don't like him. I don't like him. Well, and so we don't have time to get into it to, with this one. Cause we're already like 45 minutes into this episode, but like Dooku has some really interesting stuff in his backstory. Like we'll get into it later, but like his past, like before he became even a Jedi is like, Super, super fascinating. So, yeah. And yeah, he may be 50 million years old, but he could whip the shit out of both these guys at any time if he wanted to. 
Like you kick their ass. Like they're not a match for him at this time at all. Um, so anyways, we then get back to Jar Jar and the clones. And, you know, I'm just going to give the listeners here a minute to think about it. Not a minute. I'll give them 10 seconds. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. I'll give you an all for one. And you can guess as to how they're going to catch up with some speeders with a busted ass ship. You can guess. So I'm going to give you a. Now it's all for one. All for one. Okay. If you guess beasties, you're correct. They're riding the rhinoceroses and they're catching up to fucking speeders on these fat fucking animals. Like, what the hell? What the hell? That There's no the way. That was literally the point where I was like, I, I don't want to be too nitpicky, but how the fuck do we not talk about this? Like, Dude, these like things when run he said, at five miles an hour and they're picking up to swoop bikes. Yeah. When he said, like, when he said, oh, I have an idea to catch up with them, like, it hit my mind that it was going to be the beasties, the beasties, because that's what he fucking calls them. But, like, I was like, don't do it. They got to have something better than that, right? No. It is the oh. dumbest. Those things are so slow. And they have, like, a five-minute head start. It makes no sense. Like, more out. I have to assume at least five minutes, right? Something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jeez, dude, it was so fucking stupid. But, yeah, they catch up, like, right away. It worked. <laughs> Those things are flying, man. But they're not running that fast when you look at them, either. Whatever. Um, Their legs are, like, a foot long. They got no stride. <laughs> they're they're just, they're basically, like, have you ever seen the, you know, there's that meme that's been going around. It's, like, just that really fat seal. That's just like literally like an all-encompassing ball and it just has a face, right? Like that's what their bodies are built like with little nubs at the bottom. Like <laughs> there's no chance in hell that those things could catch up to speeders, um, but they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why is this a thing? Anyways, um, they catch up and they a couple of the speeders crash by geysers that are shooting into the air and um, they lose the spice. So, you know, they're chasing them and shooting them on the while they're on the beasties. But ultimately, the uh, the way Owen rebels, uh, they're they're defeated by a couple geysers that knocked uh, their speeders into the air and they lost their spice. Now, I have a question here. It looked like they weren't burning alive, but was this also an acid geyser? I'm assuming. You have to assume it was. It's not like they go, you know, a couple hundred yards down the road, and then all of a sudden, there's no longer acid geysers. And now it's just yeah, I'm assuming geyser. the geothermal stuff going on on that planet is relatively the same. Yeah, but like the guys, when they got hit with it, it's not like they're like, ah, no, ah I know. like burning alive. Well, maybe, which, uh, maybe behind the scenes, they're actually melting into the ground. Yeah, maybe they were knocked unconscious by the impact and then they melted while they were unconscious. I don't know. Um, or maybe, you know, it was just a regular water, guys. But th- that water would be really hot then, too. Like, those guys oh, are yeah. dead. They're dead. Oh, absolutely. Oh, um, it was a pirate massacre. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so uh, they lose the spice. They head back. Um, they abandon it, basically. They're so scared of the beasties and Jar Jar Pinks. Um <laughs> Uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Dooku have escaped outside at this point, and they do a really lovely pole vault trying to get over this large <laughs> this large wall. Oh, yeah. Don't quite make it. Anakin grabs the top of the wall, but he's got Obi-Wan and Dooku hanging below him, so he's carrying the weight of two people. Um, now, 
they're taking they start taking fire from the Wayans who have been uh, who have been notified of this escape. Um, so they start taking fire from him, and one of the one of the laser shots hit the rope, hits the rope, and it gets cut, and Dooku starts to fall. Dooku gets cut from them, and Obi Wan catches him. Now, Obi Wan, sometimes you're too good for your own good. Like I would have let him fall, you know. <laughs> oh, Obi Obi Wan, he's a, he's an honorable character. He's a very honorable like, guy. I yeah. mean, he loves to troll people and kind of laugh at them in a lighthearted, playful way. But he's honorable, so he saves Dooku's life here. Um, but he's a real uh, <clears throat> Obi Wan's a real when they go low, we go high kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is why he ends up having to run and hide in isolation for 30 years. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> um, so as Anakin's about to pull them up, uh, Hondo greets them at the top of this wall and says, oh, it looks like we're not going to be friends. So they've escaped like, I don't know, I've lost count. How many times? 10? Three, five, I don't 70? know. 70? I don't know. This, whatever. This episode sucks. Yeah, it really does. Um, so then we get a scene with Hondo at the bar. He's told by the Australian betrayer we Owen that the Republic didn't send spice. They sent an army. There's no ransom. So he's lying. Whatever. Who cares at this point? Um, <laughs> I actually wrote that. I put lies. Whatever. We, we are, we're like 50 minutes into this episode and both of us are just fucking spent. We can't. We can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, Hondo is like, well, I'm going to go deal with the Jedi. He goes to the Jedi cell and has them taken away. Uh, he sends out some tanks um, because he was told that there was an army that was sent. So he sends out like these tanks, three tanks, um, and the tanks are approaching Jar Jar and the clones. Um, the clones then send Jar Jar to negotiate. <laughs> yeah, which is my favorite part. It was the one clone commander who I, I looked it up. His name's his nickname's Stone, but he's uh, clone commander <laughs> five eight six nine, and he was basically like. Hey, I got an idea. Jar Jar, go talk to those tanks. So, like, he's obviously trying to get, get Jar Jar killed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> stone is stone cold, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Um, so the tanks are approaching and he says, hey, Jar Jar, go out there. And I'm like, yes, yes, send him out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get back to the bar quick. Um, and the Jedis are now in the bar, but they're strung up on... Another type of um, ray shield. Yeah, another type of you know uh, energy shield, energy ray thing. Uh, just um, it's very similar. It's like a I don't know. It's like a hook that you put bananas on, like a banana holder. <laughs> Only it's yeah. two sided, and they're both hung up on it, and it's electricity. Um, so, anyways, they start to get tortured uh, by uh, Hondo. So he's starting to enjoy punishing them for all these escape attempts. So he's electrocuting them. Um, we get back to Jar Jar. It's pretty brutal, too. This is pretty gross torture. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that's another, like, I'm sure you loved it. Anakin continues to, like, shit talk Hondo, and Obi-Wan tells him to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe now's not the right time. Literally, stop talking. Um, and we get back to Jar Jar. He greets the tank, and he's just like, oh, yeah, hi, blah, blah, blah. And they're like... He willingly goes hostage like they're just like, oh, sure. Yeah, we'll help you out. Blah, blah, blah. Like tells me that he's a representative from the Republic. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll help. They clearly have like ill intent with him, but he's so fucking stupid. He's just like just hops on the tank with him. It's like, all right, let's go. Um, Yeah. And um, do you want to describe what transpires here or? 
It's it's typical Jar Jar bullshit. Like yeah. Jar Jar gets on gets on the tank, and I don't know if he goes to he like, falls into the pilot, their hand or something, but falls into the console, and then one of the tanks like careens into another one, which pushes the other one into the power lines and knocks out the power. Which so like if you want to look at it optimistically, maybe Clone Commander Stone. Uh, had enough insight to send Jar Jar because he knew that Jar Jar would pull some Jar Jar bullshit and would open a hole for him and screw things up. Isn't Jar Jar also just as liable to like accidentally fall and then drive a tank directly into Commander Stone? Yeah, which makes me think that Stone was just like... Trying to get rid of him and then he'll come up with his own plan. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. He like knocks out the tanks and opens up a hole for us. Worst yep. case scenario, he knocks up the tanks and they come careening into us and kill us too. <laughs> he's, just, he's trying. I like, never have to spend a moment with this asshole again. He's playing the cards that were dealt to him. Yeah. Um, so naturally, but the power has been knocked out. So Jar Jar just falls ass backwards into knocking out the power generators. Um, so the doors on the, you know, uh, Duke's cell all of a sudden just open up. Duke escapes. And he kills the guard by choking him. Very brutal looking scene. Yes. <laughs> he, uh, he uses the rope that he's, you know, his rope cuffs to just choke the shit out of the guard. Um, Which, Anakin, for all you listeners, is a reminder. If you're ever in charge of laying out your own pirate base, always have a backup generator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a lot of generators there. Which yeah. is, Jar Jar took out like 10 of them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then also with the power going out, suddenly the electrocution chamber, whatever you want to call it, that the Jedi are on no longer works. And Anakin force pulls his saber off the quake and monkey. Is that I get right? Quake, yeah, quake. Yeah, yeah. The quake and monkey who has been carrying it around all this time because previous episode, he's the one that had Anakin's saber. Um, Anakin pulls a saber off the pet, frees himself and Obi-Wan. But suddenly Obi-Wan has a, a lightsaber, too. And now I was under the impression that he did not bring lightsabers with him. Yeah, I don't know. Because they were told to be unarmed, and the Jedi are honorable, and they actually honored that request. At this point, I was just like... But anyways, Obi-Wan's lightsaber miraculously shows up. Um, So Obi-Wan is armed, Anakin is armed, and they take Hodo... Hondo... (laughs) Hodo... Hondo hostage. um, Because they also have like 20 guns pulled on them at this point, so they're holding Hondo uh, with their their sabers as protection. Um... Suddenly, the clones surround the last tank that remains after the Jar Jar mess um, that occurs. Jar Jar, we did get a quick scene of him riding the tank and hooting and hollering. Very stupid. Um, so the clones surround the last tank. They surrender. Um, we then get back to the Australian pirate and his main conspirator, the betrayer pirate, Wayoin, and his main conspirator. They're about to leave without the spice, and he's just like, yeah, it's not long before Hondo finds out what happened. We got to get out of here. But all of a sudden, Dooku from behind force chokes him and it is it is gruesome it is brutal it's so brutal like he is just wringing the life out of him like it's a sponge just getting every last drop and while he's doing that he force pulls his that guy the the australian pirate's gun he force pulls it out and has him shoot no 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 the 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 australian pirate so turk He's getting choked, and in midair, he's going for his own gun. So he oh, draws yes, it okay. with his hand, 
And when he's trying to go after Dooku, Dooku has enough dark side force energy, power, whatever, yeah. to make him shoot his comrade yes. and kill him. And the last thing the comrade is like, what are you doing? Because he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, Dooku forces him to shoot his comrade and continues to choke the life out of him for another couple seconds before he finally dies. Um, so Dooku gets on their ship and escapes. Um, Jar Jar shows up at the front door of this compound in a tank. Um, the Jedi's still have Hondo, but they release him under Obi-Wan's direction. And Jedi's just like, we have no quarrel with you. We, you know, we have no beef with you. We we're not in it for revenge, blah, blah, blah. Hondo calls the Jedi very honorable. Obi-Wan thanks him for that. But Obi-Wan also says Dooku doesn't share that honor. And he knows where you live. And that is the end of the episode. So, um, <sighs> get into our ratings here. Now, mind you, the lowest I've ever given is a 0. 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> that was Bombad Jedi. I gave Bombad Jedi a 0. 0.5 out of 10. Yes, you did. I gave Downfall of a Droid a 2 out of 10. Yes, my you did. second rating. This episode, I'm going to put right in the middle. I'm giving it a 1.5 out of 10. 1.5. It was not as bad as Bombad Jedi. No, it was not. There wasn't this like, when I watched Bombad Jedi, there was literally like this heaviness over me. <laughs> yeah. It was literally like having a existential crisis. It was awful. Like Bombad just... Jedi was grating. At least in this, we had Dooku and Obi-Wan and... Some characters that I find interesting Um, with that previous episode. There was no interesting characters in that episode. Like the most interesting character character was C-3PO. And if C-3PO is your most interesting character, you've got fucking problems. (laughs) So 1.5 out of 10 on this one, just because we had some clones in it. You know, the clone (laughs) sent Charger out to greet tanks. (laughs) (laughs) So there was at least... Something there to go with. Something that put the visine in my eyes momentarily. Liquid, I, liquid, liquided up my eyes, moistened them. I okay. followed all of your same logic. I gave it a two. Um, oh, what did you give? What did you give? Downfall of a droid. Downfall of a droid. I gave a three. <laughs> <laughs> These are so, hilarious. And okay. then in Bombay Jedi, I gave a one. So also okay. splitting the difference and putting it right in the Well, I could have completely split a 0.5 and a two, but yeah, 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 I, yeah, gave yeah. It, I gave it point five for each character I sort of give a shit about that was in it. But yeah, and, and you know what? If Ahmed Best was voicing Jar Jar, this thing maybe could have got a three. But like that, <laughs> that just pushed it over the edge. Dude, it is so weird. Is this the way Jar Jar is going to be the rest of the series? Or does Ahmed, was he sick that day and they just had to get it done? I can't remember. I I think he comes back. I hope. They must have heard this and was like, wow, that was bad. We need to get him back. I think, fingers crossed, if I'm remembering correctly, they really back off on the Gungan stuff. (laughs) In, In like shortly, there's not a whole lot of Gungan activity that happens in Clone Wars. I mean, but. again, though, it's this crazy dynamic of where we have Jar Jar like fumbling around and like 
falling into people's laps and accidentally destroying stuff. And it's supposed to be this comedy. And then a minute later, you have <laughs> Dooku just choking the shit out of somebody. Well, not even that. Like, a minute after he does that, the three people that he just bumped into are all dead. And now he buries them under a mountain of rocks. <laughs> and he, like, gives this ridiculous eulogy where he's just talking like a dumbass. Ah, okay. It's crazy. Oh, man. What an episode. Always <laughs> look on the light side of life. Okay. Oof. Um, so, light side moment of the week. Gonna be a little tough to come by. Um, I'm going to go with... We found out Commander Stone is his name. Yep. I'm going with Commander Stone sending Jar Jar to greet the tanks because he's clearly trying to get rid of us. <laughs> like, God, it is brilliant. And Jar Jar just is a dumbass. He's like a five-year-old that's being offered candy by a stranger. Like, he's just, okay, yeah, I'll go. You know? Yep. like <laughs> oh. He doesn't know any better. Yeah, and he's just, oh, you want me to come with you? Okay, I'll go. You know, and like... Yeah, so that's my light side moment of the week is Commander Stone sending Jar Jar Binks to his his so doom. Both of both of our uh, light side moments could theoretically be considered dark side moments because mine this week was uh, Dooku escaping and using one pirate to kill his comrade. <laughs> <laughs> the whole sequence was fucking awesome. Um, it was every- evil. It was pure evil. <laughs> yes. But, it, like, I love the fact that, like, this Dooku is supposed to be an evil individual. And so, yeah. like, it perfectly sums up his personality. Yeah. And it, you know, it's stuff like this that prevents you from completely running your head through a wall during an episode like this. Yeah. Yep. Like, it is the little things that save it. And that was an extremely dark side thing of him to do. And it was very on par with his character. And after an episode where you kind of get him like doing the whole back and forth, like playful shitting on each other with the Jedi to see yeah, him do like this. A Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, it was. It was like three quarters. You know, like playfully mocking each other. But then we get this and it's like, oh, okay. He is evil. You know? Like, yeah. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, our dark side moment of the week, and there are plenty. Um, my dark side moment of the week it's obviously got to be related to Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to be like more creative with it, though. Like, I can say anything with Jar Jar. Like, I think the plot holes for me are the dark side moment of the week. There is glaring potholes left and right. Plot holes. Did I accidentally say potholes? Yeah, got yeah. spring on my mind, baby. Got spring <laughs> on my mind. Um... But yeah, there's just it. Like I said, it's Swiss cheese. Like there's holes everywhere. And the, the thing I was gonna say about um, Dooku and the Force that when he uh, when he had the Australian guy kill his comrade by using the Force and forcing him to aim at him and pull the trigger. Um, what I was about to say is that when they are waylaid by like ten of those Wayowens um, after the little monkey thing alerts yeah. them, they're all pointing guns. I was like. Dude, you've already explained the ability that you can fully use your force abilities. Like, why aren't you turning the guns back on him? Yeah. It's just stuff like that. And so it just pissed me off. I mean, that was more of a that's more of a nitpicky one. But like some of the plot holes were major and made no sense. Like the switching of the drinks at the end of the last episode. Yet they're still passed out there when there was yep. clearly only two drinks that were spiked. Like none of it makes sense. And they never explain it. Obi-Wan so, having his lightsaber as if out of nowhere. Yeah. It's just so much stuff. And it's just like you have to explain these things. 
Like, if we're going to watch this as, like, an honest assessment of a television show, like, this is what bad television shows do. Yeah. And and this was done really badly, and it's almost like they completely neglected half the script. Well, and the, part of Star Wars, too, is, like, throughout the movies and stuff, there are, like, huge continuity issues, but they somehow find ways to work around them. And, like, you could easily come up with some bullshit that makes it make sense, but for whatever reason. Yeah, and I'm not asking for, like, even a practical, they don't have to take a pragmatic approach. Yeah. With this, I would be fine if they gave me some ridiculous half-assed explanation. Like, I'd be fine with that. At least you're giving me something to make sense of it. But no, they just they just throw it at you and they don't do anything with it. <sighs> yeah, so. Now, but... did the announcer say anything about it? No, absolutely okay. not. All right, I just want to make sure because, like, I didn't fully pay attention to the announcer. But, okay, well, what was your dark side moment? My dark side moment is the fact that Jar Jar killed at least three members of his own crew <laughs> and bears no responsibility whatsoever. And then he leaves their bodies on this planet. Leaves, leaves their bodies behind and at the end of the episode <laughs> shouts out, oh, so I could be considered, it could be considered that I rescued you guys. And so he's leaving the planet thinking he's a champion. God, he sucks. Oh. Yeah, so he definitely was responsible for at least two deaths. Um, I am going to say that he's responsible for the senator's death just because I think <laughs> I think the harness malfunctioned because he got out of it 100%. and put it back in. We're blaming <laughs> yes. it on Jar Jar. We're blaming it on Jar Jar. Oh, God. This is going to be tough this week, man. Really tough. Oh, not for me. Okay, so our Dark Horse of the Week. Why don't you start us off since you're so confident? Oh, yeah. Oh, this, there's not a doubt in my mind. Commander for first, Stone? For the ha- first half of the episode, it was like, who am I going to pick in this mess? And then good old Clone Commander 5869, Commander Stone, came out and tried to send Jar Jar to his death. <laughs> it's pretty good. Succeed, but he is obviously the Dark Horse Hero of the Week. Um... My Dark Horse Hero of the Week, I'm going to go with Senator Karos. Um, just because in the brief time that we're with him, he clearly is as annoyed with Jar Jar as we are. <laughs> yes. He's just like, why did I get stuck with this fucking guy? And then also, bonus Dark Horse Hero of the Week, uh, Palpatine. He shut Jar Jar up. He was like, Senator Binks or Representative Binks, not now. And he just talked to the actual person with a brain. So, uh, a co-Dark Horse of the Week. That's what I'm going with. Christmas Day. All right. So there we go. Um, what was our tagline this week? Yes. So the opening moral of this week's episode was uh, fail with honor rather than succeed by fraud. And your prediction for the week was the capture of Dooku is going to go awry. And. I'd say you hit that one right on the head. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, fail with honor rather than succeed with what? Fraud. With fraud. Succeed um, by fraud. Yeah. So, so they... Um, like, you could look at it as commenting on Obi-Wan versus Dooku as well. Like, Obi-Wan is a very honorable character, and... Yeah. Maybe it's going to pay off in the long run, but seemed to surprise Hondo by the fact that 
Obi-Wan looked at him and was like, hey, no hard feelings. You got nothing left to bargain with. We're still alive. So see you later. And just left. So maybe that will pay off later on down the line. Don't know. Sure. Um, So what do we got for a tagline this week? Next week is... Greed and fear of loss are the roots that lead to the tree of evil. Okay, so Anakin's going to massacre some sand people. <laughs> no, it's going to be an Anakin dark side moment. He's going to do something uh, evil. I think Anakin's going to do something, uh, some foreshadowing um, for some Vader shit. So. Cool. Yeah. So um, you can follow oh, us hold at Clone. Before you hit the Fraser music. Well, we got more? Oh, yeah. There's another segment that I keep forgetting to do. Crispin's Day. Go for <laughs> Free. it. Every time Palpatine makes an appearance, you get to ask another yes or no as to who's playing oh. the voice. God, it was so brief. I didn't even think about it. <sighs> you get one yes or no, and then one go. guess. I'm going to go with Jonathan Frakes of Star Trek The Next Generation fame. Well, hold on. you got to ask your question first to narrow it down a little bit. I get a question? Yeah, you get one yes or no question to narrow it it down. Is it somebody who's famous for science fiction work? No. So my guess of Jonathan Frakes is wrong. Okay, we'll see you next week. That's why I said you got to guess first. So you get your question first, and then you get your guess. Yeah, man. This episode took a lot out of me. Um, <laughs> so you got to guess. Just, it's not someone who is famous for sci-fi work. Okay. Then keeping with the Fraser theme, I'll go with David Hyde Pierce. It is not David Hyde Pierce. Damn it! <laughs> um, so you can email us at uh, clonecastpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Tell your friends, for the love of God. Gosh, I got to keep begging, but I will beg. I will beg for listening. <laughs> You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CloneCastPod. Um, Adam, anything you want to add to that? No, just uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. And until then, may the Hondo Onaka be with you. We'll see you next week. What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building. Crispin's dead. Oh, no. Charles.